Hey, it's March 15th, 2014. Film Photography Podcast. Issue number 99. I always think of, uh, what's that, Maxwell Smart? Agent 99. Hey, Agent 99. I think he was... Missed it by that much. Uh, I'm in the studio with uh, Matt Mirage. Hey, what's going on, guys? Leslie Lazenby. Hello, everyone. Mark Dalzell. Hi. And my name is Michael Rosso, and this is the FPP. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. If you like film, you like shooting with film, anything (laughs) filmy, this is the place to be. Today we're going to be talking about tubes. Tubes. Tube cameras. I just call them tube cameras. They're just wacky late 80s, early 90s, 35mm and APS cameras that like you hold like a movie camera. You know, they deserve a little love, too. I would have brought some out of the recycling bin if I had known we were talking about it. <laughs> we're going to be talking a little bit about half-frame cameras. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Olympus FTL. We're going to have a book of the month, some darkroom tips, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Pentax 6.7. That's what it's called? Yeah, 6.7 or 6x7. Right after this, we'll be right back. キョウセラのオートフォーカス。サンバイズーム。サンバイズーム一眼コンパクト。キョウセラのサムライ新発売。Hey, we're back. Hey, everybody. I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we start immediately with, uh, back in December, our good friend Joseph Brunges stopped by the studio, and he brought his whole wet plate, large format wet plate gear with us, and he was so kind. I mean, how nice. He actually sent us the plates. Whoa. Which is, you know... Quite a gift. That's a, yeah, that's a big deal. Because you're you're giving of yourself. You're giving your art. Those away. are the originals. I mean, yeah, there's only one of with these guys. That's you know which one's Matt? Which one's Mike? Which one's Leslie? Uh, uh, that's, I'm pretty sure it's Matt. Oh. Now, do we want to hold on to each other? Show them to me. I could tell you. Or do, <laughs> or do we want to like frame them and put? It's a group shot. What should we do with these? I'm so jealous. These all smell like lavender. You too. Have you ever smelled? I know. You and Dean. You ever smell? You ever smell the plate? Just smell it. Just smell the plate. It does. It's that's the yeah. That's actually the varnish that goes on the plate. Sounds like an airport bathroom. That's awesome. <laughs> like Whoa, after. Look at that. And they're signed on the back. So, Joseph, if you're, if you're listening, you did one hell of a job varnishing Amazing. these. My uh, my one weakness when it comes to wet plate is varnishing. When I do it, it just kind of looks like a child dumped a glass of milk on the plate. These look like glass. Yeah, yeah these these are sweet, these have quite a nice yeah. shine to uh, them. These m- cleaned up really well. Mark, uh, Joseph wants to come back and do it again. I, I would love You'll to. You'll make yourself available? Absolutely. You'll cancel as long as, I, as long as I'm not in the Caribbean. I, I, I'm curious, though, if you or if anyone has tried the, the little tin-type gift kit you can get from Freestyle. Oh. From Freestyle? So, you know, they've 30, had those for years. Yeah, it's $35, so. and it comes with five plates. Oh, no, um, that's, now that's the kit that just gives you liquid light, isn't it? Mm. No, I think they're pre-coated little plates. Oh, they're pre... Uh, okay. I've never seen those. I did know they used to have a gift kit that just... It was liquid light on plates, which is completely different because liquid light basically makes it like a uh, the same coating you would use for photographic paper, but you could paint it on right. various surfaces. Oh. Well, the demos they showed looked like proper tintype. Oh, okay. Sure I'd be curious, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I love this look. Used to offer yeah, you know, I would say if you're if you're going to go deep into it, just go well off the deep end and get the pro- like the proper chemistry from uh, Boston and Sullivan or somewhere. It's never the words wet plate and cheap never occur together ever. So. Well, that's why I'm looking at thirty five dollars from. Yeah, pro- and you're probably not going to get good res- good consistent results out oh. of it. So. Well, I give it a shot. Or I can just wait until Joseph comes. There back. you go. There, there you go. go. That's that's All probably right. the way to go. Whoa, you ever, what's that robot? <laughs> Droid. You know, here we are March 15th, the weather's warming up. So uh, what do you say there, uh, Mr. Joseph? <laughs> Want to, you know, you know, come on down the highway, you and your, your shack on wheels. <laughs> your wet plate tin type shack. Yeah, mobile darkroom, yeah. Yeah, and come on back. We'll get the whole gang here. You know, we'll make sure Dean is here and... <laughs> 
<laughs> Mark is in his own world. Hey, real quick, uh, a few shoes ago, uh, remember shoe? Mark, O'Bri- Mark O'Brien sent Kodak Direct Duplicating Microfilm 2468 in a nice rusty can? Yeah. I looked this up. Yes. This is a film used for exactly what it says, a microfilm machine to make to make uh, copies. Oh. And it said there were oh. there are silver and non-silver versions of this oh. film. This is the silver yes. version? Yes, there are. So, so this is mm-hmm. film that you will shoot or whatever, you know, you would develop this photochemically in black and white chemistry. It said that the uh, archival lifetime expectancy of this film is 500 years. Yes, Jeez. exactly. And there are two types. That's when you go to a microfilm machine, yeah. that one is black and white. There's also the blue and white stuff. Right. The non. That's so, that's after it's shot and developed? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not like it has 500 years and it'll still be oh, able to shoot. I'm sure this... So someone's listening to this in the year 2250. Which is possible. <laughs> of course. It's possible. That'd be creepy. Uh, it's oh. quite possible this show will outlive all of us. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, you think well, about it. Well, you definitely. Well, we're already at 99, well, so why not? Yeah, I know. We're still we're at show 99. And by the way, you know... Who knows, in 10, 15 years, we'll still all be around, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> By that time, they may be able to put our head on a robot's body. <laughs> I mean, right, Mark? I, I would totally do that. You would totally do that. Oh, yeah. You would probably want, like, instead of a hand, a camera, like a, an old, like, like a fridge. A, a Leatherman in one, on one side and a... Right. I'm waiting to download my consciousness to the internet. That's what I'm working oh, on. So, yeah. there you go. Anyway, oh, yeah. I can tell you that the National Archive still only recommends backup on film. 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 Wow. Yes. 500 years, though. That's, that's crazy yeah, to think that about. Yeah, that is crazy. It may be crazy, but think about it. It's wise. Because all you ever need to see that film with well, is a little bit of daylight yeah. and whatever your current capture device is. I, I will tell you that I also believe, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing that the Big Five, not Kodak, Fuji, mm-hmm. Big Five, Disney, Paramount, like all those guys, they are t- regardless of what they shoot motion pictures on, they are making backups, they are making film backups of motion pictures. Yes, they are. And putting them in some vaults. Underground. Underground. In, in the U.S., in Germany, like scattered. I'm going to bust this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bust this stuff out and I'm going to roll it. I'm guessing ASA 6. What do you think? I couldn't find any ASA, but I'm just you guessing. You cannot. Just guessing. Do the test like I do. Uh, I love when people send us like little, you know, little packages. Oh, prints. Here is uh, our good friend Johnny Bryan. Oh, yes. He sent us uh, what I love to see. Uh, contact prints. Oh, cool. A little print. Look at that. Oh, uh, that makes it look so nice when it's in a little print. mat. Yeah. Beautiful. Is there another one behind <clears throat> he says, it does take uh, a while for stuff to rotate into the FPP. This is dated April 17th, 2013. Matt, Michael, Mark, Dave, O'Dane, <laughs> Leslie, et al. Uh, massive accolades, blah, blah, blah. You guys are the best. Enclosed is a EOS Rebel X S, which I actually have on the FPP shelf. I love the Rebel EOS X S uh, for your camera giveaways with a couple of rolls of Fomapan. I also enclosed a print made from a pinhole negative. That must be this guy. This guy. Yeah. A little I gem. That was yeah. a little wacky looking. It's an actual silver gelatin darkroom Ooh. print. I made a camera from a black 35 millimeter film can. Oh, cool. Oh. Those. Whoa. I made yes. a lens from a piece of aluminum foil and a 30 gauge needle. I used some litho film mm-hmm. from our friends at Freestyle. John. Freestyle. Put the camera on top of a cabinet in the dark room, uh, also known as... Oh, he left it there for two days. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. For indoor especially, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm just amazed because I really haven't gotten into the whole get an old soup can and make your own camera thing. You'll love it. Really? You will love it. And you put it on a shelf and walk away for two days and come the back? Remember the pooper shooters? Yeah, I remember the pooper yes. shooters. A toilet roll. I just can't grasp the concept of it, you know? It just seems kooky to me. Oh, check it out. I know. It's oh, you got a nice little spread there, Johnny. Brian, yeah. got a little room. Got some sh- I got a bicycle, some shelves, a pallet. Look at that. So, folks out there listening, I'm sure there's. If you Google it, the Google. I'm sure there's an awful lot of information on making your own pinhole Absolutely. camera. There's tons. Yes. In fact, we're, what we're coming close to being episode 99, we're very, very, very close to Worldwide Pinhole, pinhole. Photography Day. Yeah. I thought Matt was going to say, we're very close to where the day comes where we put our head on a robot body. <laughs> <laughs> and a piece of film behind I'm our ears. Counting those days down. <laughs> when is that National uh, Pinhole Camera Day? Who is it? I, I've seen pictures. There's someone who uses, who just puts a piece of film in their mouth. No. <laughs> 
and and uh, and sta- they stood in front of a mirror and just opened their lips a tiny bit and got a pinhole picture of themselves. How's that possible? Crazy. That's crazy. And then you flick the lights off, take the piece of film out, and develop it. You can literally make a pinhole camera out of anything. Yeah, you can. That's the pooper shooter, which is an empty roll of toilet paper. Leslie, do you actually yes. put you put the, the like, what kind of how big of a roll of film? A, I made a paper negative. But let's uh, say it's a piece of film. How big would it? Be? I used uh, four by five. Would it even fit in there? Yeah, curves around. Yeah, you because you of the can curve. Use the curve. Okay, so you curve it around, and on each end of the toilet paper roll, right. do you cap it with I the aluminum it. foil? I capped it with uh, black electrical tape. Actually, I it was black slide binding tape. Okay, and I made a permanent. End on one, and the top one then slips off a little easier, and I just put a piece of tape on it. And then both sides are sealed. Both sides are sealed. And then you put a pinhole. Put a pinhole, and I used probably brass shim stock. Okay. Drilled the pinholes myself, mounted them in there. Only one pinhole on one side. The other side's still black. Only one pinhole on one side, yes. And what the heck happens? The light comes in. And sometimes I'll either just set it on the ground and cover my pinhole, or I'll take a big old rubber band, which looks absolutely ridiculous, and rubber band it to the top of an expensive tripod. Right. (laughs) How long did you leave that pinhole? Uh, I I would guess. My first ones I did very close to my darkroom, so I'd run outside, bright out, maybe 12 seconds. Overcast, well, maybe 30 seconds. And that would have been for the RC paper that I was using for the day and I would have used Oriental because they didn't back print Mm -hmm. so I could then use that as a contact sheet. If you use Kodak you got you know manufactured by it just seems kind of crazy. Are you putting is the pinhole in the end or in the side of the roll? It is just like this. So it's in the side of the roll. Okay. Yes and the paper curves in and when you load it in you have to make sure that you're not covering your pinhole. Got it in there good. Put the cap on load up six of them and out you go. Crazy. Fun. Dane would be all over that. That's this, his kind the of curvature of this silliness. Turns every little building into like those Russian onion top buildings. Right, right. All the roof lines curve. And National Worldwide Pinhole Day? Yes. Probably around April 28th. Okay. It was April 28th for 2013. It's not up for 14 yet. All right. Well, there very are, good. I'm sure there are flicker groups devoted to it by yes. now. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Johnny Bryan, for uh, you know all the packages you have sent uh, over the past year. It's greatly appreciated. And, uh, yes, I'm really glad we could deliver these shoes every two weeks to everyone out there listening. Uh, this is a letter from Matt McCutcheon. Oh, Matt McCutcheon. Matt McCutcheon. Who wants to read this? What we got? That's in the, the pictures on the back of what he was talking about. Oh, boy. Look at that. All right. Hi, Mike. Just picked up an old 35-millimeter book from a junk shop. I know people have been asking the show about how to shoot in sub-zero temps. Thought this image might be worth a look. Keep up the great work with all the podcasts. What show? It's like a, a heating pack. Oh, well, look at that. All right, so it's strapped to this Nikon. looks like an F, and it's a hand warmer. It's strapped to the back of the camera. It stops the film from going brittle in cold weather. It also keeps the face off cold metalwork. That's kind of neat. your bedroom. How brilliant yeah, is that? Yeah, so they just... That's cool. What, a so heating there's, there's pad? hand warmers that you just crack and break, and they're one-timers? And you just throw it on the back of your camera? Oh, and a big rubber yeah. eye cup to keep your yeah. forehead from getting cold on the... Yeah. Well, that's just the Nikon finders that have yeah. those. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That is an excellent That's idea. a great idea. Yeah, thanks, we Matt. We had that back in uh, January yep. when it was minus 14. Absolutely. <laughs> what was the, there's, a, there's a Nikon that someone was talking about on the forums that was specifically designed for cold weather that has no lubricants. It's all ball-bearing oh. shutters and things. Oh, that might be the Nikonos. Ball-bearing curtains. I don't know. That, no, it wasn't. Because the, oh. the Nikonos was the waterproof version. Yeah. So yeah. I was yes. thinking it might have been that one. but Olympus solved it by tethering the battery pack. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Pack and find inside your shirt and a little cord coming out. You would put it inside your shirt. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about tubes, tubes and other stuff. Goodbye. Hi, guys. This is Doug Darling from Loveland, Colorado. And I travel all through the Rockies, and I bring you guys with me. You're great entertainment. And I've started to get back into film photography. I'm shooting from a Mamiya OM2 to a C330 twin lens reflect Mamiya. And I've also just got my second 4x5. I've got a Zone 6 4x5 and an Ebony uh, wide angle 4x5. Can't wait till you guys start with the next step, and that's printing. Uh, discussions about enlargers and light sources and then paper will be really fascinating. Keep up the good work, and thanks for all the support and all the entertainment. Have a great day from love. Bye. Yo! Filmphotographyproject.com Hey, this is Michael Rosso, and a lot of you folks have been asking... 
Hey man, when's the 2014 FPP Walking Workshop? FPP Walking Workshop. Head on over to filmphotographyproject.com and right on our homepage is all the information about the FPP Walking Workshop 2014 in Finlay, Ohio this May. That's right. Come on out and join myself, Matt Marash, Leslie Lazenby, Jeff Salisbury from Finlay University, and some surprise guests, the Jersey Boys. That's right. Come on out. This will be our only FPP meetup in 2014. So mark the date in your calendar and come on out. If you're listening to this in an archive and the date has passed, go to filmphotographyproject.com and just search Walking Workshop 2014 to read and see all the highlights. Thanks very much, and I look forward to seeing you. That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, we have a big old box here. Well, you know what? Let's briefly talk about this monstrosity. <laughs> this in, in this sort of sets up the stage for the box sent by our friend Matt Ayers. Uh, I just bought this on eBay. It cost me, I guess, ten to fifteen dollars total, including shipping. I just have to put a way expensive battery in it. So take a CR two five. The CR super expensive. What are they called? <laughs> These guys. Oh, where are they? Here they are. Two CR fives. Yes. Two CR fives. Two CR fives. Two CR, but it's all melted together. Yes, it is. The R two CR five. That also fits into a lot of Minolta bodies. Now, yeah, kind of the, the Maxim. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately, there, that's why I never use my Maxims. I don't have the eighteen dollar battery it uses. There is a roll of film in here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. I'm ho- oh, by the way, uh, people listening, oh, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> this is a Canon Fotura. P-H-O-T-U-R-A. Fotura. Canon zoom lens, 35 to 105, uh, f2.8, auto zoom flash, GN. I don't know what all that stuff is. Anyhow, <laughs> look at this, Mark. You open that up. That's your I know. I know. Oh, you know There's about so, this. Yeah, yeah. That's so silly. So you upside, have one of these? It's upside in, down. You have one of these it's, in your... It's right-handed. You have one of these in your junk bin? I've got a couple of those, yeah. Um, I think I have an Olympus that does that, too. Yes, there was nice. a little different, but the, I think the li- more, the flash fragile. flips up top like a Ooh. makes it look like a doctor. Awesome! It's already springing to life. The eBay seller swore he's like it works. It works. <laughs> you know, it's auctions like you know yada yada. Yeah, it, yeah, works. it works, which I'm happy to hear. That's a weird looking camera. So. The flash go off? It did not. Hmm. What are those combos? Where are they? What number is it on now? Is it working? Uh, number five. No, oh, so it yeah. thinks it thinks it's doing something. Let's see. But what what is what, what, what is the story on this guy? Oh, what's this? It's a bridge camera. Bridge camera. You never heard of the term? No. A bridge camera was a bridge between point and shoot and full SLR. Give oh, you a boy. lot of the extra features. A little bit meatier camera. Weird design. Uh, the problem with that one is we saw constantly. People would knock that flash unit slash lens cap, and they would break that. Yeah, that'd be All it. the time, they'd knock this yeah. off, and that's your, that's your flash and your lens cap together. Now, now, since this was a bridge camera, the kind of bridge camera <laughs> I'm used to seeing is like the super zoom. Was this before or after the super zoom era of cameras? It's the same time. The same time? It's okay. Same time. So it was just trying to, like, they were trying to figure out what... Exactly. What was working? This okay. came in at- super zoom was the word that Olympus used on there. Super really? Zoom. Oh, okay. This okay. camera was made in the year 1989. <laughs> no one was alive back then. 89 up through at least June 1990, somewhere in there. We can't get that flash to go. It doesn't sound like it's like shuddering. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because the flash is turned off. That's yeah, why. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Stoops. The flash is almost like the size of like a like a stop sign. Like if you see the railroad crossing. Right. Well, it's funny. Yeah. If you it's take if you take the, the if you cap. take the magnifier off, oh, it's a tiny little oil. thing. Just look at how small it is. Yeah, it's it's much trippier just looking through the diffuser. <laughs> What were they thinking? What were they thinking? These never really sold very well. It was their hope that they called it the bridge camera because it gave you options that full-featured SLRs did. Um, And a few dads bought these cameras that liked to control their cameras, but not enough of them. Right. They were expensive. 
Oh, they were three, four hundred dollars. Um, so they they just didn't. We sold very few. It just seems stupid. Stoops. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of little buttons and things it'll do on here. Yeah. And they didn't want to take the time to find them. It's certainly not nearly as convenient as a dial on your no. camera. So they did a lot. They were phenomenal cameras in what they could do. Nobody wanted to take the time to but do it. But anyone here ever remember anyone owning these cameras and shooting with them? Ever? I, I used to see them around because they would catch your eye. And I think sure. that's why they made them. Was it's, And it's the same. You know, I always go back to guitars. But it's the same way in guitars. Guitars, every 10 years, you don't want to have the same guitar your dad had. And I think that by this point, they had, to, they had harnessed the technology of gray plastic. <laughs> and um, exactly. they wanted to make something that just was different, thinking that you know it would catch on, just like APS or just like anything, and it just didn't. didn't. So no. now it looks weird to us, to. but this could it's be the standard. We don't know if it's actually shooting right now. We have no indication that the the film is threaded properly. It is. Yeah, I don't it think tells me it is. It, it wouldn't count it's up if it back. wasn't. Yeah. You think that the film, the role that was in there, happened to be brand new? You're saying? I'm thinking. Okay. Yes. So yeah, because I'd really hate to lose all these it. valuable pictures that we've taken. It. It's loaded, uh, flash is on, red eye reduction, your battery's reasonable, and we're on shot 11. Life support, nominal? Yeah, <laughs> and it does have cap locks. Oh, I love, yeah. Yeah, that's it, suck that film in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Ugh. <laughs> there it goes. Awful. So now we're going to, in order to change the film, you have to like, it's like a spaceship. You have to open up the back and oh, then like. Open the pod bay door? Yeah. <laughs> Venting gases. Jeez. Now, oh, uh, weddings across it. America, people in the 90s, you heard the rewind, like, you know, oh, in yes. the middle of a mass or some kind yeah. of ceremony. And all yeah. of a sudden, Ring. like. The most important time, yeah. You'd always hear it. We have to all turn the red key at the same time. Open. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. Oh. oh, yes, it was drop-in oh. loading. Oh, look at that. Walmart film? How you, you just pull. Drop-in loading. Look at that. Oh. Polaroid. And I'm going to tell you, when that didn't load or jammed, that was a bear to get out. That's another reason I saw them. Oh, look. See how the little track, the film through, goes through that mm -hmm. track? The batteries die. Oh. And it's jammed. S-C-R-E-W-E-D. It's a roll of Polaroid 35-millimeter color print film. And, you know, why the heck? Seriously. I mean, Polaroid is so amazingly synonymous with instant film. These companies, do they have to be so greedy? Like, right. why did this Polaroid need? Why did they have to make a bicycle? A uh, <laughs> Polaroid made a bicycle. Why do they need to make well, 35 mil? They didn't make this film, did they? Why? Why, Mark? Tell me why. Money. Money. <laughs> they, I guess they felt their name was synonymous with photography, not just instant But then look what else's name. Who else's name is Walmart. Walmart. And that, look how well that worked for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it says more Walmart than it does Polaroid. HDF, on it. this is one of the last series. Okay, do we really need to ever shoot with this camera again? I don't uh, think so. I hope not. Okay, so we're going to keep. We're gonna <laughs> Th keep. Thanks for your donation. <laughs> no, I bought this. We actually oh, I thought this is one someone sent you. <laughs> no. I'm going to take that, that expensive battery out. Yeah, put that thing away. You don't have to send your tube cameras in, folks. You can, you can keep those little gems for yourself. Yeah, yourselves. consider this tube topic cameras, covered. They kind of look like binoculars. And yes, they do. All right, so we go. Yeah, it was a waste of my ten dollars. I could have bought some pizza. That's, like that's money you're not getting. Back. I bought this. Well, I know, but why was it a waste? We, we had some a, fun. We got a segment out of that's it. That's true. We got ten dollars of fun out of it. And there was a free roll of film in it. Our good friend Matt Ayers. <laughs> Our good friend Matt Ayers. Hey, Matt Ayers. He says, "Dear Mike, I have sent the following cameras and some spare batteries, all in full working order." Ooh. This guy, seriously, not only does he send like a bunch, bunch of stuff, but he tests each camera and puts batteries in them. Hmm. Uh, this, you know, that's a good Ohio Buckeye attitude. This is what I, I couldn't... <laughs> that's, that's what you do. He's paying it forward. I couldn't amaze. I was amazed. This is what I have packed inside. Two Canon Sure Shot. Here, here, check this out. Here's the camera, right? It's a 35-millimeter point-and-shoot camera. Oh, yeah. Half-frame camera. This is bizarre. That's half-frame? Yeah. half-frame. Is it broken, it's, or is it supposed no. to do that? No, it has a little button inside. Oh. Half frame or single frame. That is cool. What's its uh, name? This is called oh, Sure Shot go. Multi. Look at this. The Auto Boy. The Auto Boy I Telly know it's Six. The Auto Boy. That sounds like the name of a band. Aaron and I were just talking about Auto Boys. Auto Boy. Auto Boy. That's a very strange name. Auto Boy. Auto Boy. Definitely. Well, it uh, is, but still, 
And the only thing that's not on here is its date of uh, life. Started in 88. They also call it the multi-telly. Hey, you guys want to get your mitts on that? <laughs> here it is, a uh, sure shot multi-telly on off. Let's see if it works. It's interesting. It, on the inside, you can flip it from full frame to half frame, but what it's billed as is full frame or times two. So Ooh. what they probably bill it as is get twice as many pictures on yeah, your it's, roll. Yeah, it's, it's for the cheapos in your family. Yeah, <laughs> the cheap Or the school teachers. It's uh, DX coded. So uh, we're looking at the Canon multi-tele, mm. Canon lens, 35 to 80 millimeter. Leslie, what else? Is it called the Auto Boy in some other country? Prima Telly. Prima Telly. Which I kind of like that. Oh, I got a Prima Telly. Well, whatever. Telly 6. And the Auto Boy. Auto Boy. And it had a matching teleconverter, which was available for it. Ooh. How weird. Auto Boy. Auto Boy. Standout feature is support for half frame format, acted by a switch inside the chamber. Therefore, impossible to switch between formats mid-roll. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I still want to know what this on the top is. The B4. B4. I know. That's what I was just trying to read. Okay. There's I a think little button on the top. you took that to bingo with you. <laughs> Four-second bulb. Do you think that's it? Oh. Four-second bulb. That sounds pretty close, yeah. Bulb four, of oh, course. Oh, camera work. But it's not changing anything. But I think if you hold it's it... An, it's an override. Yeah. Listen to the sound. Whoa, it just like comes out right at the last... Like the, alien this style. opens like, up like a... Alien creature. Yeah. Just, just watch when he takes the shot. Yeah, it just, just like shot. pops right out just before. <laughs> Ricky. I think if you hold that B4 in. That's the Auto Boy whack a mole. There you go. <laughs> yes. Now, it doesn't say Auto Boy on this particular camera, so were there different. But, yes, it would have been for different markets. I don't mean different markets, but probably different North America, Europe, maybe even Japan had a different one. Right. It is. So. Yeah. Right. So if you just take a shot, if I just pointed at Matt and take a shot. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I hold down the B4 button and I press the shutter in, locks open. No, as long as I hold it. And then oh. when I let go of the shutter... It'll, oh. it'll, it'll go as oh, long as four it, seconds, it, yeah. Yeah, it was like four or five seconds. It'll go as long the, as four. What a weird yeah. feature. Where did you find that feature? Especially because you have to, hold, the very top, you have to hold it down because... So B4 four seconds. Yes, bulb, four seconds. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's you only have to hold both buttons down. Well, why, very odd. Who would, like, like if you're outside and it's kind of dark out, and you oh, it has a tripod mount. They, they probably sold so many of those things. <laughs> it's so awkward. I it know. Is. And it how is. do you know your exposure is going to be for four seconds? Exactly. Well, you don't. It's you know. Put what a weird! What were they thinking? What <laughs> were they thinking? What's That's for? a good. What were they the thinking? The tree and the three trees. Uh, That's your wide angle or telephoto. And you do have a macro oh. mode on here. Close oh, look at mode. that! <laughs> yeah. See, it was called Telly. For a because reason. it wasn't zoom. You just got one lens or the other rather than oh. being a zoom that you could stop in between. So the multi-tele. Wait, you can stop in between. Oh. You can get it halfway. Are you sure? Will it fire? I don't know. Let's see. It's it's clunky as hell, I'll tell you. Oh, it defaults to 100 because really it is quick. DX yeah, code. There we go. Up to 3200. We're talking more about this camera than we do about most cameras. I know. Something worthwhile. Because <laughs> it's so weird. Uh-oh. Guess what? What? Did you see our 5 battery? <laughs> what? Where do, they, where do they even right. fit in this There's thing? There's no way it could be two CR5s. Oh, my goodness. No, the it's two one, CR5 it's, chunk. It's, it's a chunk. The, the chunky chunk. battery. Oh, I thought you meant two CR5s. No, it's the two CR5s. Hey, uh, I got to say, tell you, that Matt Ayers, <laughs> you are some trooper. Well, you've really amused us. I mean, not only are you oh, sending spare you batteries, but you're like, you know, you're loading us up. Yeah. You are the guy. You are the man. That's it. Shoot that baby. Did you put film in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. You want a 12 exposure old film? Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get a little close up here. You go, Unless you have something smaller. Uh, no, I don't. You don't have any more of that eight roll oh. evidence. Oh, that was fun, wasn't oh. it? Oh, I got rid of all that, I think. Yeah. Eight shot, I should say. 12 listeners out there, this oh. is uh, half frame cameras, yeah. small cameras. This Too is like, this is my, we're in the middle of Matt's personal hell right here. I, I don't think I've ever finished a single half roll. What about that quarter frame, frame camera. camera from last episode? Can't do it. Can't like I, I'm composing myself so well right now to just kind of deal with all this half frameness that's going on. And half frame, full frame in the same camera. Just oh, oh, oh! Nightmares. I will be having nightmares about that little lens popping out for weeks. Now why, 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 why is it so horrifying to you? It takes so yeah, seventy-two frames. It's like it's like a month of shooting. <laughs> yeah, it's whenever I, I accidentally put a roll of thirty-six in my uh, oh. my Mercury two, oh. it takes me a year to it's finish. Painful, it. yeah. Yeah, we're gonna give this away <laughs> with battery. Auto boy. The auto boy. Auto boy.
for the, the Canon the Canon multi sure shot multi telly if you're probably doing looking at it for it on eBay. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Also in this uh, package, uh, he says. I also he also included when I saw this, I just thought incredible, a Yashica Samurai. Now, this is also another tube camera. Oh, no. That is ugly. Tube cameras. This is really a super ugly camera. <laughs> That's horrible to even say. Just plain old black with bright red buttons on it. And they it. thought Just, naming it Samurai oh, yeah. was going to save it. They yeah. really did. It's like, oh, man, people are really going to be to that Samurai. <laughs> Launched 1988 to see another in that same era. Wow. Look at this guy. Another tube camera. I mean, wow. through the lens. Well, it's got wide Viewfinder, SLR right. viewfinder. So you are. Let me get a 12 exposure roll. Film flash, alternative flash. Yes. Guess what? Wow. It was popular at the time. Two CR5 battery. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's, it's got a. Oh, hold on. We're going Fully to automatic it. half frame made in 1988. Every time we say two CR5, Mike, you should have a little cash register ringing sound. <laughs> 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 two CR5. Ching, ching. <laughs> oh, it oh. follows the original Yushika Samurai X3.0. It sounds like you're taking movies. Yeah. Here you go, man. I. There's a little oh. Agva movie camera oh. that looks like that. Wait, but look, it takes standard size filters. Pop that out. It's got a filter yes, on it. It's a, yeah, that's it's pretty got a nice. 49 mil filter. Yeah, that's that's cool. So it takes filters, which at least is a slightly useful thing. So yeah, I mean, this is so much more video camera style than it is yeah. just regular camera because it's Andy got the wide. It's got the wide and tele buttons on there, right? Just just above your your shutter. And it looks oh. like it's got a screw in the top for a light too. It does. Now, we, now this is half frame. Do we say this is half? This yes, is half, half frame. frame. Oh, so Les, Leslie and I were looking at this. Uh, this is smaller than quarter twenty. We don't know what yeah. size it, it, socket it this is. It may have had like a proprietary An accessory movie light for it or something. Yeah, yeah. it's, they, it's they very odd. This is interesting. A unique design makes it optimal still camera for people who never made photographs but know how to handle a modern video camera. Whoa. Well, now who never made photographs and went right to video? What are you thinking? Well, what were they? Thank you. In oh, 1988, there wasn't many. There weren't many people. There yeah. wasn't. It's designed for one-handed operation. Ridiculous. It makes exposures <laughs> for in half frame. <laughs> oh, they're one-legged. Oh. oh. <laughs> Offers four programs: auto flash, daylight, oh, night, night flash. Date and time can be exposed Sorry, onto the film. I think you just want your tab only going up to the orange thing. Yes. Okay. Right there, then. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what and it's going to do. Squeeze it shut. Oh, oh my God. freeze frame! We're at one. All right, we ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Right, I guess it jumped through like eight this... half frames. Yeah, yeah, six half frames. Yeah. 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 All right, let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's go tell it. Let's get a shot of Mark. Oh, God. A 35 millimeter right. half frame camera for people who are used to shooting video. video. Oh, and there at we the go. time, it's, it's ridiculous because uh, uh, video would have been large then. It sort of sounds cool, though. It's the shutter noise is kind of cool. I'm guessing with the zoom on this bad boy, you could probably get what, like one one battery per we're, roll of film. We're sitting here barking about it beforehand. We've had so much fun. I like it. We're uh, point you crazy. This is so <laughs> ridiculous. I think the only reason I would be out shooting us is just to throw people off. Like, what in the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. It's what a samurai. What are you doing? Stop action it's, video of it's, us? It's, what you... it's the samurai. Don't worry. <laughs> People would yes, think that you were shooting a video with that. Oh yeah. Oh, in, easily. And it's got so your flash see. isn't going off because I got a giant light behind you. Okay. Uh, so this has the little quarter twenty socket on the bottom, so we can mount it to a small tripod or a stand or something. What about a big tripod? Uh, a big tripod uses three eighths thread, so you'd have to adapt it oh, down to. Oh, I was joking. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never seen a not quarter twenty tripod. Uh, oh, 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 oh the big the big ones are all the big ones are all oh. three eight inch. Yeah, yeah. we've used bushings. Bushings. I keep them in stock. Yep. Don't you? All bushings. My, all my cameras use quarter twenty. Oh my goodness. Well, it'll, it'll happen. Once you get to the big boys, large Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. My, hey, it's John Fidelli on the phone, but you can't hear it because it's on vibrate. Let's see if I can... Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like John Fidelli's vibrate. Yo! <laughs> I see you're still keyed up. John, after we uh, finish the show, we're going to come down to Smooth tonight. Yeah, great. What time Good should question. we... We're going to pick you up. It's going to be like, you know, we're going to give you the real star service. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it'll be great because I now I have to go outside and warm up my car because it's so freaking cold out. 
What time would you like to be picked up? Uh, as quarter after seven would probably be great. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, all right. What are you guys, Tim Tam in it? Uh, no, we, uh, what are those called? Cadbury Finger in Fingers. It. Fingers. <laughs> We're Cadbury Finger in it. We're, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> we got the lumps. Uh, we have, uh, pineapple lump in it. We're com- yeah, no more of those. Com- comboing it up. Combo jam and what, what bananas. Did we, what did we kill earlier? The, the peanut? Oh. Peanut slabs. The peanut slabs. Peanut slabs are gone. Oh, my God. Those are delicious. Those are the... We need more slabs. Yeah, we need more slabs. Chris Nielsen from New Zealand. If I cost him, like, uh, 40 bucks just to send peanut slabs to us. Worth it. Oh, my God. What a pal, huh? Yeah, what a pal. Awesome, dude. We will see you later. All right, cool. We'll see you guys soon. All right, man. All right, bye. Bye. That was John Fideli, everyone out there. So, hey, thanks, Matt. This concludes our segment on these crazy cameras. Cameras make me almost want to, like, fall to the ground. <laughs> like, like just, just like, I, I mean, I can't even believe that they existed. Did, did anybody buy these? Oh, One person hard, did. It was a hard sell. <laughs> no, Matt sent this to us. <laughs> it was a tough uh, sell. So I mean, no, I mean, what, so oh, some, so, oh, yeah, back so. in the day, somebody bought at least one of them because we have it. It exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie, you were transfixed by it. You I gotta find out what that little thread. I'm sure it's just an accessory. It's gonna be thing, a little movie light, I bet. Well, it's not a movie camera. I know, but that's what it'll be. It'll be a little headlight. Hey, when we come back, we'll do our book of the month. It's a hot new 35 millimeter camera from Canon. It's just a camera. The Canon Fotura. Camera. With futuristic flash, automatic one-hand control. And long-range power zoom lens, Fotura. You have to come with us. It's just a camera. Please. The new Fotura from Canon. So advanced, it's simple. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. All of us here at the Film Photography Podcast are volunteers, and that's why we ask you to donate. If you love the FPP and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project. And you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you can easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. Everything that's received is used for the Film Photography Project and its podcast for our monthly giveaways and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. Mm, That's right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Mike here with John. The Dark Room is near and dear to my heart because uh, Phil from The Dark Room made a special trip out to New York last year to yep. meet us yep. at the PDN Photo Expo. Yeah, great guy. And The Dark Room is a lab on the West Coast. And these days, because, you know, you're, we're all shooting film, but, you know, the big question is where do I bring my film to get processed? Because mm-hmm. so many local labs have been closing. And even our local CVS, Target stores, Walmart. It's diminishing. The darkroom is an option, and they've really stepped up to develop all films. films. 110 film, 126 film, 35 millimeter film, 620 film, 120 film, 4x5 film, 8x10 Wow. Film, black and white, color print C41, color slide E6. E6. Uh, 122, 2035, 4x5, 8x10. The darkroom. It's com. They also do testing of awesome films like Lomo, X-Pro, Red Scale, True Black and White, Crossbird, Redbird, oh, Nightbird, oh, hey. uh, Infrared Films. All of us here at the FPP highly recommend you go there. They'll take good care of you. The darkroom. Dot com. Tell them Mike sent you. That's right. Tell them Mike. Mike who? who. <laughs> Tell them the FPP sent you. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Leslie. Yeah. What is our book of the month? Our book of the month is a book called Andre Cortez, The Polaroids. 
course, I've always loved Polaroid. Uh, Andre Cortez is um, deceased in 85. This was put out after he died, but uh, born in 1894, Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Very well-known photographer. He's one of our famed modern photographers. He s- suffered through the death of his wife, who was his wife for many, many years. Not his only wife, but he didn't talk about the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and kind of thought, this is it. My, my career as a photographer is done. He lived in an apartment on Washington Square in New York City and kind of just holed up there, and that was it. And at one point, he was kind of, as we all do, maybe shopping around at the local Goodwill, and he found this little glass ornament, and it, to him, looked like um, two people together. And he set it in his apartment, looked at it, and thought it was quite lovely. He was also friends with Graham Nash and Graham Nash's wife. Really? Did, they, did they talk about Neil Young? <laughs> I don't know. It's not really talked about in here, oh, okay. but maybe we'd have to go to Graham Nash's book. <laughs> oh, yes, thank out. you. <laughs> Graham Nash has a new book out, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. That's, a, that's fine. And they gave him the brand new Polaroid SX70 folding camera. Oh. And that's where it all started. And it reignited his joy of photography and experimenting with photography. Mm-hmm. Polaroid also supported him as one of their artists and gave him cases of film. And there's a, a lovely introduction in this. And it's it's a very small book, maybe... Six by six and a half or six by seven. Uh, I think one reason I've always been fond of the Polaroid image is because it's small. Mm-hmm. And it requires you to either mat it large, or even if you look at it singularly unmatted or unframed, you're always close to it. You're always very intimate with a Polaroid image. And it's kind of that way with this book. It's, it's very small. It's kind of uh, very much a personal experience. And, and I feel a little bit like his story is not truly unlike my personal story, which we wouldn't go into. But <laughs> okay. he uh, also felt very, very inclined. He felt he never, he didn't speak French well. He didn't speak English well. His Hungarian was broken. So his language was photography. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this book. It's a single image per page. There's a, a small little section in the front that talks about his love of imaging, uh, his life story a little bit, and why it all started, again, a little bit of the history. But not a big book, but one that I have really thoroughly enjoyed and really didn't know it existed till last year. But it's kind of the fun of it. So it's Andrea Cortez, The Polaroids. Thank you, Graham Nash. Because I'm sure he listens. <laughs> uh, <we're laughs> I'm sorry, what year did this come out? 2007. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Where could someone purchase this? I probably got this off of abe.com, Abe Books, but I'm sure you could run it right now and, and um, probably pick a copy up on Amazon, uh, The Bay, any place. Not hard to get. Right. May I take a look at that? Absolutely. This is a beautiful book. It is. And I like the size of it. Love the size. What size film was Andre Curtez shooting before he... 4x5. Before, so he was a 4x5 shooter. He was. He, These are his images. Those are his images. Whoa. Uh, you can, it's nice to see a progression through there, too, that kind of... He stayed in his apartment. Then he started um, uh, coming out again into the world and, and re-seeing things. And, right, right. Whoa. What are these? That's the little glass uh, figurine that he picked up. Oh. That he played with the, with the light. He was an avail. He was known for his available light work. Actually, his unorthodox camera yeah, angles. Crazy. Um, he did magazine work, commercial work. Never really thought he was acknowledged enough. Was he while he was alive? Well, acknowledged or he not yes, really? Yes, he was. I think he was. Everybody always wants more, though. We want a yeah. thirty minutes of fame rather than fifteen. So someone should pick that up. Our listeners. I think so. If they enjoy number one, one of our modern. Uh, um, well-known photographers, and also if they enjoy Polaroid. Mm-hmm. And if, by golly, if they just like Graham Nash and the good he did in the world. Right, right, absolutely, it. yeah. So, well, Very good, thank you very much. Sure. I checked it out. I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful book, and the images are kind of, kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about... Uh, uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be talking about something. The Polaroid 1000 Instant Camera, the world's simplest camera. It's the exciting present that lets you enjoy your pictures in minutes in brilliant color for instant excitement, instant laughter, instant fun. Polaroid 1000. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Hey, 
You know, uh, Leslie, uh, you came up with this word, and I think it's true. The FPP is somewhat of a film boutique these days. It is a boutique, otherwise known <laughs> as a boutique in Ohio. <laughs> and it kind of just happened by chance. I started getting very interested in unusual 35-millimeter film, film that's not available in cartridges, film that's only available on bulk, big reels, which there is sort of like, a, you know, there's a buzz on the Internet. There's a circle on the Internet of uh, men and women who roll their own film. I have to tell you, like me, most people don't. Till now. Well, till... <laughs> I mean, most people don't. I didn't. I was scared of the whole process. Mm. But I've conquered that. I've mastered the art of rolling film into cartridges. <laughs> so you could play them in your, <laughs> your 35-millimeter camera. Yeah. Feed your camera. It's yeah, you could feed your camera. And that opens up a whole new world because most of the bulk loading is going on in little film communities like apog.org. People are talking about it, but they're not really offered. No one's really carrying it and offering it on a wider scale. Right. Yeah. So if you do not have the time, you know, or interest in rolling your own, the Film Photography Podcast Store, which is filmphotographystore.com and 35mm, if you click on 35mm, you'll see an unusual variety of films that we are hand rolling, and it's pretty cool. There are some amazing stocks out there for film stock. Stocks that will, like, <sighs> blow your mind, like with <laughs> ISOs of, like, 0 0.06. That's uh, uh, Kodak Rapid Copy Film. 0.06. Insane. Something like the Fuji It, which is IT-N. It's a cop another copy film. It's C41. I believe it has an ISO of it's 20. I think it's unique that you can get black and white film that's green. Oh, the black and white and black film, and white that's, film green. that's red. Yeah, some, some of the films have an unusual U to them. Some are very thin, uh, like the Polypan F. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a silky smooth, dreamy mm, black and white film from Germany. And use when you it and get it, a glow. Yeah, you get, get your glow on. As of late, the newest is, of course, uh, exploring the Eastman Kodak motion picture line of films, mm -hmm. like the Eastman Double X. And this is an awesome film because it's rich and it's bold. Large tonal range. Large tonal range. Yeah. Tonal range. Mm -hmm. Folks out there <coughs> listening, we ship internationally. I would love to ship you some some fresh, unusual film. Uh, for you to try in your 35mm camera. Mm -hmm. We're here to support you and help you out, so if you have any questions about it, we're going to do our best. Thanks, and filmphotographystore.com. Hey, we're back. Uh, let's do some darkroom tips on uh, the uh, piece of paper I have in front of me here. It says, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about a, a dark subject. And that subject is people, you know, I mean, we all, when, when we're in our dark room, you know, we could do whatever we want because most of the time we're all by ourselves and we could, like, take that photochemistry and really we could just, well, dump it down the drain, Ooh. put it, like, go, like, sneak outside, you know. Go or on the ground. Yeah, or, you know, if you happen to live th three, four stories up, you could just dump it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, what should people do with uh, chemistry, folks? I'm looking at Leslie. This is your topic. But, Matt, you could chime in or uh, maybe I could ask Mark. What do you do? But, you know, what do you guys do? What do you do? Mark, like, don't look at me. And this, could, this applies both for color and black and white. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's something that people really don't want to talk about, but it's usually not too serious. Your developers, color and black and white developers, are relatively harmless. I always start out dumping used developers down the drain with cold water because cold kills. Oh, is that right? And then I finish up with hot water because it melts everything that's going down. I your stop, know that. Your stop bath is usually acetic stop bath, which glacial is, acetic. Which is fine once it's Which is vinegar, yeah. essentially. Right. So it's innocuous in itself, too. No problem. Down the drain it goes. Sometimes the developer goes and the stop bath goes right behind it. Right. They're going to kill each other. How about fix? Fixer. Now there's a problem. That's where the problem begins. Fixer, blicks, either one. The, the chemistry itself, which is either usually ammonium thiosulfate or sodium thiosulfate, is fine. Ammonium thiosulfate is used as fertilizer, so it's fine. Sodium thiosulfate used actually as an antidote, I didn't know this, cyanide poisoning. Uh, also used in dialysis, also used in some chemotherapy treatments. But when you start pulling the silver out of the fixer, you got a heavy metal issue. Mm -hmm. So there are Oh, magnets. you're saying the used fixer, the used used fixer now has the pulled the silver, silver out. Silver that's out. what it's supposed to do, and that's what becomes difficult about the whole situation of mm -hmm. disposing it down the drain. It is a, it is a heavy metal. Um, they used to make silver magnets, yep. and that's fine. They still do because there are still some uh, x-rays done with the traditional film method. 
but for a home dark room you gotta like collect that for years to get anything out of it it's just it's just pretty much um financially unattractive to do that and there's a very easy way to dispose of the good and the bad part and that's go down to your local hardware store and get you some steel wool oh get out yeah. soap in it good old plain steel wool no stop it yeah for steel real mm-hmm. and you what do you do with the steel you wool get yourself a little container maybe even a bucket mm-hmm. you take a half a pad of steel wool put it in the bucket put your fixer in there now what happens you wait a couple days and then you get sludge okay now what separates kind of sludge and liquid you can pour off the liquid and it can go down the drain no way and if you really want to make sure and neutralize it save some of that old developer Mm -hmm. run them down together they kill each other now the sludge different story oh you got to save your sludge (laughs) remember sister sludge yeah i do (laughs) uh just just save those um Little wads of uh, stainless steel and save them for your hazardous waste disposal days, which you have usually one or two times a year in your community, Mm -hmm. and uh, dispose of it that way. There's no real easy way to dispose of that. You need to let someone else do that for you. And also another little suggestion would be if you're going to do silver recovery Mm -hmm. via a magnet or some source, you really need to use that silver out to the end. Otherwise, it will not pull silver out of weak silver because you've not used your fixer enough it's still fresh so you need to max it out but if you do use it out to its max it's best with a magnet Mm -hmm. um, type of thing but we usually don't do that that much and also too if you're building a home dark room Mm -hmm. and you're in a jurisdiction or a municipality or you know some kind of city situation and they are never going to come and find you but they probably do have some old rules and regs on the book for you to Mm -hmm. follow more than likely uh they'll want to know how much you're doing uh maybe your plans on disposal that type of thing what about the harsh reality of what's going on the harsh reality Um, i mean no one wants to say oh you know <laughs> is that going on? The harsh reality is is if you uh, live with a septic tank. Oh system, yeah, you definitely don't want to be dumping you don't down the drain. Doing any of these t- oh, chemistries? Any of these chemistries? Not particularly without really neutralizing because you'll destroy your bacteria. Now, am I correct in saying that here in 2014 that you know if this were 1960, the, the basically the thought process of getting rid of chemistry was totally different, you know, pre-1960. I mean, I, I mean, I, if I this was 1940, right. people would just dump it in their yard, correct? They would have dumped it in their yard. And not yes. think anything of it. No. I mean, people would dump... Oh, you mean, you know, probably in the 60s and the 70s is really when the awareness came up because yeah. we were dealing with a lot of water pollution then. Yeah. I mean, you could light Lake Erie on fire. Right. So it wasn't like the awareness the, was bigger. The, the, the golden age of pollution, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, industri- the beginning of the industrial age through what? I guess the 50s. Probably, yes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. dumped it, including Eastman Kodak and uh, oh. Findlay. Uh, the Blanchard River used to foam. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, go down over the little dam and there was always foam. Bubbles. There and kids would play in it. Well, like, I don't know about that because the toe would take you under and it's, kill you before. <laughs> I think it's an excellent but, topic because it's possible that fo- folks listening who are just getting into processing their own. I have a question. Yes. I have an answer. That um, so people who are listening, like me, may be thinking the same thing. How does a silver magnet work? Magnet is not a, a silver is not a ferrous metal. It's you plug it in and it oh. works. All right. You plug it in and it works and it takes. Got it. Now same, I'm completely the understanding. The sludge collects around it as it does the steel wool. Hmm. Huh. All right. Thank you, Leslie. Be responsible. When we come back, uh, okay, we'll be back. <laughs> be kind. Rewind. Now at Shootan, you'll find the all Pentax K1000 outfit, complete with Pentax K1000 camera, regular and telephoto lenses, automatic flash, and Pentax compartment case. This total Pentax outfit is now Shootan priced at a remarkable two eighty nine ninety five. Complete. Shoot with the best. Your cost is less. It's Shootan. Shootan camera. Downtown on Wacker Drive at LaSalle. Hey, we're back. So we have a large camera in the studio. Incredible. It's called a Pentax 6.7. Not to be confused with the fridge, RB 6.7. And not to be confused with the, like, Mami S 6.45 or any other camera. Not to be confused with the Kiev 6C. The Pentacon 6. Yeah. The Penta 6. This is the Pentax 6.7. The Kiev 6A or whatever it is. I'm sure you have a story, Mark. Mark Dalzell is going to take this segment away. What's the story? How did you even get this camera? Did it just walk in your door? What happened? This one, yeah, this one kind of walked in. I have, I, have, I have two here. I have. So if you're familiar with these, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've got the 6X7, the 6x7, which was the original model. 
these came out in 1969, uh, and then later on in about 1990, basically exactly the same camera in every way, but now it just says 67 on the front. So basically it's the same camera. So what I had was somebody gave me the 6, 6X7, 6x7, mm-hmm. because it wasn't working properly, and I told him, well, it's completely shot. The gears are stripped in it, so he just said, well, go ahead and keep it. And then a couple months later, somebody put up the 67... Freeze, punk. <laughs> What's happening? It's a half-frame camera. How long can it... It was only a 12-roll. Oh, oh now it's fast-forwarding. <laughs> that was the half-frame auto boy. Here, finish this one off now. No. That one's only on nine. You got 24. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> now we're so back. Anyway. We're back from our break. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. So a couple months later, I found someone had put up uh, the 67 on eBay, just the body with a Polaroid back on it, and it was a buy it now of like a hundred bucks or something, hundred and hundred and twenty five dollars. So I grabbed it, stole the prism and the lens off the dead one, right. and made myself a good one. Dr. Frankenstein. There you no, go. I should say the prism, the lens, and the back off of the dead one. Mm. So yeah. So I've got a fully working 67 here for. A hundred bucks, so I, I scored on this. Damn you! Ah, I love this camera. So this has got the um, the one lens I have for it, which is the 105 millimeter 2.4, just to be weird. Um, and then I've got yeah the standard back and the Polaroid, the NPC Pro back for it. It's an excellent camera. It has the world's best shutter sound. Is that right? It looks dangerous and evil, and any time I shoot with it, oh. people come out of the woodwork to say, what is that? Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that annoying after a while? I don't mind. This, this is like my flashy camera. When right. I want people to come up to me and be like, whoa! <laughs> this is the one I pull out, because otherwise, right, what's, right, what's right, the right. point? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's, it takes beautiful pictures. Um, what kind know? of stuff can you buy for that? Are there any accessories? There are... Multi- it's completely modular, so the whole thing just comes apart into little pieces so you can get different metered or non-metered prisms for it waist level viewers blah 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 there's a you know a dozen different lenses that they made for it it has its own uh, bayonet mount there are even adapters that you can get to run these lenses on regular 35 millimeter SLR cameras which are pretty wacky too Uh, and then yeah as I just mentioned it kind of rare for it but there is they did make a Polaroid back so you can get the Polaroid back I don't know why you would ever want to do that but here it is. I think a lot of people would want a Polaroid back for that. I think people go crazy for putting Polaroid backs on these cameras. <laughs> don't you, man? Says Mr. Polaroid. It's, no, don't you think? But it's, it's cool. Um, here's the problem. I mean, it's, it's, Polaroid backs are very cool, but the problem with this is usually when you have a Polaroid back for a camera, it's so that you can do a test shot, pop off the Polaroid, and put your roll film back on. Right. But this has integral roll film, so you can't do that there's no way to so once you put the polaroid back on you're set for 10 shots and then once you put a roll of 120 or 220 into it then you're set for your 10 or 20 shots so what were they thinking what <laughs> were they thinking it's it's yeah so i don't know exactly what the use is for the polaroid how back. about the switch will tell the me. switch over from uh 120 to 220 what's the story on that is it easy, easy. it's super easy. very easy yeah so when you have the back open um the uh pressure plate just rotates into mm-hmm, 220 mm-hmm. and then on the side you just stick a penny in there and you rotate it from 120 to 220 and that just uh sets your counter now how often do you you personally shoot 220 i do fairly often because i bought a big case of expired oh, 220 did? yeah so and i have a ton of it and how's it look the expired 220 perfect i have uh i have i bought i bought a case of uh portra 400 uc 220 and a case of the exact same thing in 120 and i mean obviously they right. look basically the same but um i don't use the 220 too often because most of my 120 cameras won't accept 220s but i use it in the in the pentax 67 i use it in my mamiya 645 here which i have the 220 inserts for mm-hmm. and uh, a couple cameras like that my uh, roly flex right my yashica mat these days how do you decide like what camera to take out like let's say you have a family function like what do you how long does it take <sighs> it's tough yeah <laughs> usually i go for i go for the tried and true so usually like a minolta xgm or x700 or something that'll just kind of do everything with a couple lenses and then right. if i want something bigger usually the 645 just because it's fairly compact for a 120 right uh, although it's you know it's only six by 4.5 so it's a little smaller but yeah the um the 67 if i want to impress right. if i'm going to hang out at a party where there are photographers, I bring the 67. <laughs> now, why would you put a, 
Why wouldn't you put a gosh darn strap on that, figuring it's so big? I mean, do you will you have a case with you? Like, how will you manage that when you're out? I do. Uh, uh, this one, just I, I don't like using straps anyway. Just I find they get in the way, and when I'm sticking it in my bag, taking it out, they always seem to get in the way. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily want this just hanging around my neck all day. Right. Uh, even with like a nice squishy Optech strap or something. But this camera also uses special mounting lugs, and I don't have the little clips to even hold a strap on this one at the moment. I just haven't gotten around to, to buying them. But, uh, but yeah, I just like to handhold them, and then I can stick it in my bag and right. pop it in and out. Okay. So there you go. Uh, anybody have any questions? Let's see. Oh, I ha- yeah. and I have a, a one more point, too. That, yes. That I discovered on this. Because when I first got this, this is another one that was listed on eBay as being... I think it's a camera. Um, <laughs> so I bought it completely untested and unknown. And when I first got it, it was completely seized. It wouldn't do anything with a battery. But the trick with these is on the front, uh, just below your shutter, there's a tiny little black button. And if, oh. you, if you poke that with a pin, that resets the whole camera. So if you get one of these and it seems like it's dead, or it, in the middle of a roll if your battery dies, or if someone accidentally takes the battery out, um, it locks That's your That's it right there? Yeah, that little teeny button. It's kind of in a place where it shouldn't be for a secret. Well, you can't. I mean, there's no way to touch it, even with the... Right. With my pointy finger, I can't... I what can't exactly does it reset? So what happens is when your battery dies, or okay. if it doesn't have a battery, if you shoot with it, it locks the mirror halfway. Ooh. So anybody who knows cameras who looks at that and sees a mirror halfway stuck up would immediately think that thing is garbage. But all, all this camera is telling you is that it it's, needs power. So wow. you put the new battery in, you push that little button, and everything resets back to back to original. So incredible trick, incredible. Hmm. Much like well, actually, when I bought my Mamiya 645, they sold it as as not working because they said the back is jammed and it doesn't it doesn't open. And anybody who has 645s know you have to push the film reminder in, right, to open it. So he just didn't know how to open it. He thought that it was jammed shut. So right, right, right. Little secrets like that will get you bargains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Um, when we come back, we're going to... Uh, uh, we'll be right back. Thanks. <laughs> Got to plan ahead. <laughs> hey, I just want everyone out there to know that you could write to the Film Photography Podcast. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Right, John? Write? Uh, write a letter. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. If you want to... Write a letter mm. and send stuff. Yeah, you can. You can send it to Film Photography Podcast, P.O. Box 152, Butler, New Jersey. That's B U T L E R N J 07405, USA. P.O. Box 152, Butler, New Jersey 07405. That's the same address if you want to donate a camera, a film camera that works, or some film to the FPP. Yeah. So send it on in. Send your love, baby. Okay. It's oh, all about yeah. love. Hey, we're back. Uh, welcome to our segment, Butter or Not Butter. <laughs> this is a segment invented by uh, Mark. He happens to be here. I'm so. saying not butter. So No, I'm just saying, well, I'm going to name a food. Uh, because some people, you know, so if you have mashed potatoes, I not butter. No. Really? really? Oh, believe Extra butter. Oh, extra butter. Leslie? No potatoes. Oh, Whoa, no, it's just, just butter. butter. <laughs> Matt? No butter. Okay. We'll wow. Do, how about, you know, we'll go, we'll go two for two here. Oh. Two ti- times two. Popcorn. Butter or not butter? Oh, yeah. Sticky with butter. Now, do you use real butter? Like at home, if you're... Do you have, anyone use real butter anymore? Is it just yes. that? At home? Yes. Yeah. Quarter stick in the microwave. Oh, is that right? Drizzle that on it. Leslie? Uh, yellow popcorn butter, white popcorn, no. Okay. Wow. Uh, I don't use real butter. I probably should, but the, the fake stuff. Okay. Oh, at the, like the, at the cinema. Yeah, like movie Have you theater. seen that stuff at the movie that's like the big yellow bag? It's oh, so yeah. disturbing. Yeah. But it's so good. Really? This is making it on the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are segments that you guys, you know, I for some reason I thought we were talking about lenses, sauce. like we were going to be talking about lenses and out of focus that areas. Letter, is that lens butter Bo- or bokeh not? or no bokeh? Yeah, like butter or not butter. Next uh, episode, you know, in two weeks we're going to come back. We're going to do a segment, uh, one of Mark's segments. We're going to do Hour of Silence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be back in two weeks. Folks out there listening, you can write to us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Please do visit our site, filmphotographyproject.com. Go to show notes by typing, by clicking podcast. Please do visit our store. If you have any stuff you want to get rid of that that works. As uh, long as it's not a Yushika Samurai. 
Uh, set <laughs> or an auto boy. No tube cameras. <laughs> click, camera. the, click the donate button. You can send us some stuff. Uh, we're going to be back in two weeks. And uh, we're going to be going to Mr. Lee, Lee Sushi, right now. I'm sorry you can't join us. But you can. Well, if you, you can. But it's hard to get a table for 8000 It is. <laughs> uh, Lee, Mr. Lee. Oh, hello, Mr. Yeah. Lee. Uh, table for 8000 please. <laughs> He'll get the... <laughs> <laughs> the samurai. <laughs> we should bring Mr. Lee the samurai. We should. We should. Oh. Be most offensive. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> oh maybe. Especially yeah. since he's Korean. Yeah. <laughs> Extra offensive. So. Not butter. Not butter. Not butter. Hey, guys and gals, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Oh, here's a song from uh, Darren Riley. Darren Riley. <laughs> 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 oh, hang on. a girl you used to see around the place, but now she's gone. Yes, she's gone to that great gig in the sky. She never had the chance to say goodbye. Oh, Jennifer, why did you have to die? Every Monday morning she would cross the busy road to get her coffee. She liked it strong, always waited for the light. But one day she just didn't see that bike. Oh, Jennifer, it gave you such a fright Jennifer, I wonder if you're listening to this song Never had the chance to say I loved you all along I watched you every single morning You saw the bike, you didn't hear my warning Jennifer, Jennifer's a girl you used to see around the place, but now she's gone. Yeah, she's gone to the great gig in the sky. I'd love to see you when it's time to die. I sold the bike. I must apologize. C41. One, two, three, forget about it. Dawson Luna Pro. When I send the kid for my Jeff Fresh. One, two, three, forget about Super it. Super amazing. C41. C41. Dawson Luna Pro F. You are a meat. One, two, three, forget about it. <laughs> K47.